What's a happening, everybody? It's Jamie here from MTB Trail Hub, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about Revolution Bike Park, and it's a good one. This place is up there with the best. So, without further ado, let's check it. Where do you begin with such a great place? Could talk for hours about Revolution. There's so much to talk about. But um, I won't bore you with my monotone voice for too long. I'll try and keep it swift and give you the bits you need to know. So, right, let's start. What's this place all about? Revolution is the Atherton's old training ground. They used to they used to be training up here, and I think they still live fairly local, but now they've kind of moved towards the Diffie Bike Park. So that's to... Uh, Put it into a bit of context. This place is gnarly and is used for or used for World Cup races to practice. So yeah, definitely you want the burliest bike you can bring. I was on the Marin Alpine Trail 8 and she she coped well. She did cope well. Found her limit for the first time on the Great Northern Tour. Found the limit of the Marin and that was on a trail called Collins Corners. Anyone that's been there will know about that trail because you probably don't want to do it. <laughs> Found the limit of the bike and the rider and what a trail that is. I'll talk, I think I'll talk a bit more about that later on. Um, as an overview, Revolution Bike Park is kind of built on this quarry on the side of this pretty steep mountain in a really nice part of the world. Views for absolute miles. It's notoriously wet there. There you do have a lot of rain. So if you are going, make sure you take your wet weather gear because the chances are it's going to be wet. But the trails do ride really well in the wet. It's one of those places that I don't know why. I think it's the surface and just the way the trails are laid out. But you can ride a lot of them regardless of the weather and it doesn't affect the grip level too much i mean obviously if you're going to smash through some root sections be aware but the majority of the trails ride spot on in the wet that's hence why the Atherton's probably used it for their training ground because they could ride anytime they want but um there's a variety of trails there. It's not just for the pros. You've got, um, I'd like to say, a good sort of, what are we talking here? Seven, eight, nine, seven to ten trails. And you've got the free ride line, which is their easiest trail, which is a red. And it's got a lot of jumps in it. Sees a lot of traffic because a lot of people can they turn up and they ride that and they feel comfortable on that so they can just almost session that all day long it's split into three sections and there's so many jumps it's got great flow and there's little bits that peel off and you can sort of double up a there's doubles or there's tabletops so it's really good for intermediates and advanced so that's just a really fun track that you can you can just session and not have too much pressure of what's coming up next or 
just hanging on for dear life, basically, which some of the trails are like. Um, so the other big lines you've got there, you've got the likes of the Vision line, which is quickly becoming the benchmark, in my opinion, of jump trails anywhere. And this was a trail that's got a lot of jumps in it, quite short. And I think, I believe it was made for an Adidas advert. So a lot of money has been put into this, a lot of time. And the it's basically someone's gone to the trail builders with a big open check and said, do what you want. <laughs> because that's the only way you could come up with something so amazing. You've got this jump line with multiple lines through it, big lines to small like this all of it's big all of it's doubles so it's definitely for people who are very confident with jumps or willing to push themselves um i rode the smaller side of it and that was enough for me but you there's a few sort of video shoots and you can see the pros hitting the bigger the bigger stuff and some of the line is shared and then it splits off and there's there's the really legendary feature where there's a step down over a road gap and you land into this sort of wall berm which then shoots you back out over the same road so you go step down step up it's crazy it's just crazy it looks amazing as well you can you can see how it's been put into an adidas advert it's just pure beauty and then you've got the like down, it, it's kind of split into three sections. So you've got the top section, some really big doubles in it, like really wide as well. And in the middle section, you've got that kind of road gap sec, road gap part into some hips and some, some nice sort of floaty tabletops. And then it goes into like a big, big step up and then into another road gap going down into the bottom part of the woods. And in this section, you've got sort of perfectly sculpted berms leading into some big sort of hip jumps and a feature that I'd never seen anywhere before, which is a launch pad, which is basically, if you imagine a big double, but in the middle of it, someone's built a wooden feature with four, sort of four posts on it and sort of a ramp going up. So you kind of come off the jump, land on this pad and then jump out and then so you land in the middle and then jump off to make the landing. Sounds really intimidating, but it's actually not that hard at all. But it's just features like that, just incredible. That trail is just up there with the best of them. So many lines. But it's one of those it's one of those trails where you want to follow someone in that knows the pace or just spend a long time piecing it together. So there's so much to take in and there's so many jumps. You have to sort of hit one or two of them, push back up and then go and hit the next one and then sort of push up. Or if you're feeling brave, you can just go and sort of do the whole lot. But there, you can, if you break it down into the three sections, you don't have to push to the top each time. There's there's a few places which you can safely sort of get to the side of the trail and then drop in from there and still have the speed. So that's good to know. Um, and then 
sort of at the bottom of that trail, it's uh, it splits off into sort of a bit of no man's land. I don't really know the names of any of the trails apart from Collins Corners and Free Ride. Well, and Vision. I know a few of the names. Um, but basically, the that bottom sort of section, and there's a lot of drops out of corners, really rough terrain, kind of off the brakes, let the bike just dance through these sections and hopefully make it out the other side. It's <laughs> basically it. But um, they're always, they're always like making these tra- trails, pampering them, remolding them, building new lines. And it is just, incredible to see how much progression they've made each year you go each year i go there and you see it get that bit better each time it's just crazy to think what the future holds how can you get better than the vision line i don't think it's possible but um it's a it's a steep hill so there are some trails which are you really have to be on your game there's uh, a pro line from the top section and that's really gnarly. It's all made from this sort of slate which always holds a bit of moisture and you've got roots kind of chucked in with it as well. So it's it's a tech, like a lot of technical stuff to be had. But with all that in mind, it's, it's not as gnarly as I'm making out. If you've got some good bike skills, you'll be more than capable of a day there but um make sure you eat your weetabix so you can find this place up in north wales a place called well i'm not going to be able to pronounce it and any welshman will destroy me for this but it's called laninog lanog or something like that um it's kind of in the middle of nowhere there is, uh, just outside the drive, there's like a small village there. And there's a couple of B&Bs, I think. I haven't personally tested those. But whenever I've been, I usually drive, I think it's about a 10, 15 minute drive out past the park. And there's a campsite there called Tyasaf. Um, I've butchered the name again, but I'll leave a link to that in the show notes so you guys can check that out and it's a good campsite it's pretty legit and they they let you have campfires there they're not too strict and yeah got all the facilities there it's on a, like a, a dairy farm so that's the kind of thing you can expect and then just down the road from there you've got a, a town called Bala or Bala you never know how these Welsh are going to pronounce it that's where you've got all your all your stuff there so few pubs restaurants all that jazz um if you go to the curry house make sure you avoid the seafood as my friend mark will tell you because he had a a prawn curry and he woke up in the middle of the night throwing up and crapping himself so that ruined the weekend for old marky boy (laughs) oh so bad though i mean you cut. You travel all that way, and you. This is Mark's story, basically. We're not there for my birthday when this was years ago, about three or four years ago. Mark's first day of downhill biking takes his enduro bike, single ply tires, um, 
and it had rained overnight, so the trails were pretty slick. So he was right in at the deep end. And then I think one of us said to him, or I probably said to him, let some air out your tyres. So he did that, let too much out, then got a flat. And he just sort of struggled with it all day, the poor old boy. And then went out for the curry that night and then woke up with the shits. So his weekend was absolutely ruined. And uh, I don't think he's ever ridden downhill since. So, uh, yeah, don't eat seafood at the curry house in Bala. On site, they've got a bike shop there. And they do bike hire. It's open weekends, this place. So, yeah, they only open Saturday, Sundays, bank holidays. I'm pretty sure it's 30 quid or 32 quid for the uplift. And the uplift runs like clockwork. They've got loads of Land Rovers. And they just, they, the way they they roll it is, I think they take, take it in turns to take a, a lunch break. So there's always buses going up or Land Rovers going up and you can ride to your heart's content there you'll get low you get plenty of riding in so that's really good yeah jet wash on site you've got to make sure you bring a clean bike there they don't like it if you bring a muddy bike that's a big thing to think about and they've got like a sort of a burger van on site so food is covered yeah I can't swear enough how I can't say how good this place is. I swear by it. It's a really good place for someone that wants to ride some pretty gnarly stuff and really good practice for the likes of Morzine, like the steep techie stuff at Morzine. It's very similar to that. And they do do races there as well, I believe. So it's got the full package this place. Bloody good, and the people that run it, they're all really friendly. The bus drivers, they're always up for a laugh. And I think that is about it, really. I can't think of anything else to say that could help you guys out, apart from if you're a beginner, I probably wouldn't go here. Take your take your full face for sure and pad up, because more than likely you're probably going to eat some dirt at some point. Um... Oh, a good one, a really good trail that I really enjoy was uh, Ghetto, which is the bottom part towards the bottom of Freeride. And it's like just really technical with little root drops, berms, and then just roots everywhere. And there's multiple lines down the whole thing. So it's that is basically what downhill biking is all about. Can't get enough of it. Love it. Okay, folks, so I think that's about it from here. If you're enjoying the podcasts, uh, I'd love it if you could leave a review or a rating in your app and it helps the podcast grow, as well as share it with your buddies if you're planning a trip and you think it might help someone get that sort of final kick to, to make the push and go and try some of these places. That's all greatly appreciated and yeah so hopefully you guys have learned a few things and you might come and try it or or not um be sure to come back for the next podcast we're talking about landegla which was the final stop of the great northern tour and as usual 
of all of my podcasts, I've done a video to go with it over on YouTube. So you can just YouTube MTB Trail Hub and then the destination of the podcast and you get the video too. So hope you guys enjoyed it. See you for next one. Weez out. Weez out.